From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Morning Edition. No way in and no way out. Intense rain washes out a main road in the Santa Cruz Mountains, leaving some residents stranded. Cars are crushed and a roof collapses. We're surveying the damage from the storm that turned deadly in the Bay Area. And get out while you can. That's the main message among clients at one of the Bay Area's biggest banks. A scramble by venture capitalists to move their money as the bank collapses. Good morning. It is Saturday, March 11th. I'm Devin Feely. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start with a quick check of our weather with First Alert meteorologist Paul Hagen. As the Bay Area continues to clean up from the most recent atmospheric river, we still have off and on rain showers in the forecast as we head through the weekend. Either today or tomorrow is going to be a complete wash up, but be flexible with any outdoor plans. Be ready to adjust. Have an indoor alternative in mind. And temperatures are going to remain on the cool side, remaining below average for the foreseeable future. Hour by hour rain chances at no point is rain guaranteed, but there's a chance at any point today, at any point tomorrow, at any point in the map across the Bay Area. Between those showers, temperatures only reach the 50s and low 60s. The latest atmospheric river to sweep across the region has now moved out, but we're still seeing the impacts with flooded streets, collapsed roads, and downed trees across the Bay Area. A road was washed away in Santa Cruz County, and for one community, it's the only route in or out of town. Now, this morning, crews are trying to make emergency repairs on Main Street in Soquel, but there is still no telling when they'll be able to rebuild that road. Our Jose Martinez talked to one resident who is now essentially stuck in her own home. Yeah, I'm actually standing here on Main Street affected by this emergency that has left many residents on the other side of the creek. Now, I'm going to let Bob show you exactly what's happening right now at this point. Many neighbors already left. They spent the whole day here looking at this emergency that you can see all the way to the end of the street. This is the only way to get to at least 100 residents. And we spent some time with them talking about this emergency and how they're actually planning to deal with it. Some residents of SoCal were left reeling after Raging Creek wiped out a road and trapped more than 100 people in their homes. I did hear a really, really loud noise in the middle of the night. Didn't think anything of it. It was pouring rain. The incident was unexpected and left many residents like Mina Fjordhaken in shock. This morning when I woke up around 6.30, um, saw tons of cars lined up, which is unusual, and then saw out the window right there, uh, people in yellow suits. So I figured it's not good news. And I came out here and we had no road. Mina tells me that she had lived in this home with her family for almost four years and had never experienced anything like this. It got really bad, you know, New Year's Eve here with the uh, water level, but I never saw anything like this. But she was not alone. Many other families found themselves in a similar situation, unable to leave their homes due to the raging floodwaters. Uh, 3 a.m. last night, we got a code red call, and this morning I was, I was heading out, came to this location. I was told by a neighbor, hey, the road's closed, and then I came down here, washed out. Local authorities were quick to respond. You can see how quickly they were trying to secure the area before the rain gets here again. For now, residents like Mina are going to stay home until those sunny days get back on the forecast. We have new details this morning on a deadly roof collapse at the Pete's Coffee Warehouse in Oakland. Firefighters now say that they believe that a broken pipe was to blame. One employee died and a second was injured when debris from the roof rained down on the building's entryway. On our arrival, we, had, we were getting reports that there had been two people inside. One of them was possibly not breathing uh, and had been removed from the building. 
on our, as soon as we got to the patient, it was determined that um, he was deceased due to the injuries from the roof collapse. The victim's name has not been released, but the company gave us a statement saying that he had been, quote, a beloved part of the Pete's family for 17 years. Across the bay in San Francisco, a handful of residents had a rude awakening when an 80-foot eucalyptus tree in the panhandle came crashing down on a number of cars parked on Oak Street. You can see that a traffic pole was also brought down. Now, this did happen early Friday morning. Some residents stepped outside to discover city crews working on moving that huge tree off of their cars. We woke up to the sound of the chainsaws, so it was pretty shocking. It's currently being towed to a shop to get looked at, but... I don't really think there's much coming back for it. It was pretty wrecked, so kind of unfortunate. Thankfully, no one got hurt. That's the most important part. The city's Parks and Rec Department left a note on those cars so owners can file claims to the city more easily. It will be a much smoother trip today for drivers on 580 in Oakland. Flooding shut down the road for hours yesterday morning between 35th Avenue and High Street. Now, traffic backed up as drivers had to get off the freeway, but things started moving smoothly again by noon. Niles Canyon Road remains shut down for last night's commute between Pleasanton and Fremont. Now you can see why from this drone's eye view. The swollen Alameda Creek once again flooded parts of the road. It has actually been closed several times this winter due to storm damage. The flooding yesterday also forced road closures in Sonoma County. You can see that there's some deep standing water on certain parts of Trenton Healdsburg Road. It's still off limits to cars this morning. President Biden has now answered California's call for emergency declaration. This frees up federal assistance for response and recovery efforts in 34 counties. Here in the Bay Area, that includes Napa, San Francisco, San Mateo, Santa Clara, and Sonoma counties. The president's approval comes after Governor Gavin Newsom declared an emergency earlier this month for 13 counties affected by large amounts of snowfall. The state has already coordinated with Caltrans to bring in additional snowplows and personnel to help out with cleanup work. In addition, the governor last night requested a emergency deck from the president of the United States. It was approved this morning. The governor's office is also working with PG&E and other utility companies to quickly resolve power outages throughout the state. Now to our other major story this morning, a dark cloud of uncertainty is hanging over the banking industry after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which is based in Santa Clara. Now it lends money to some of the biggest names in the tech world, and it is the largest bank to fail since the 2008 financial crisis. The collapse happened in just 48 hours. It started late Wednesday when the bank surprised investors by saying it needed to raise more than $2 billion in capital. They needed that money to offset losses from bond sales. But that announcement triggered a panic among the bank's clients who started to pull out their money. Now, by Thursday, the company's shares had nosedived 60 percent. Shares were halted altogether yesterday morning, and the feds have now seized control of the lender. The 40-year-old bank is the nation's 16th largest. It provides funding for almost half of the venture-backed tech and healthcare companies in the U.S., Dalin reports from the bank's Menlo Park branch where customers lined up trying to take out their money. A line of about 50 people deep waiting in the rain trying to withdraw their money. They got no money. Instead, they were met with FDIC representatives who told them they can return on Monday and withdraw up to $250,000. We had more than 215 in this um, in SVB. How concerned are you? 
I'm pretty concerned. Yegor Anchishkin is the co-founder and CEO of InStock.com. They're developing warehouse robotics. Yegor says they need the money to keep the research going. We were not capable to do some of the operations we were hoping to do, but again, it's more about timing. Like we're okay if everything resumes on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no problem. But if we hear estimates that it may take a long time, then we just may need to take some action, uh, action on our side go for a loan. According to financial analyst S&P Global Market Intelligence, 97% of SVB accounts had above the $250,000 insurance limit. The FDIC says it'll sell off SVB assets and divide that money up for those customers. It may take a week, uh, a year, three months, nobody knows. And it's that lack of certainty that's keeping many of us awake at night. Ryan Gilbert is the founder of the Oakland-based venture capital firm Launchpad. Launchpad is backing 67 companies that collectively employ more than 1,000 employees. Many of those companies bank with SVB. We relied on SVB as our bank to move money um, on behalf of our payroll company into the accounts of our employees. And the, the key question is, are those funds going to move as planned on Monday morning? That's uncertain. Many folks are living paycheck to paycheck, so I think we want to ensure that people do indeed get paid on time. Why did SVB fail? San Jose State Assistant Professor Matthew Faulkner teaches corporate finance. He blames inflation and the rising interest rates. They don't get as much VC money investment. Investments are slowing down. They're not accessing capital as easily. So. It started with also, with some of those companies starting to pull out some money to pay their people, to continue their operations, and they're not necessarily having that new money flow in behind it. Many customers are staying optimistic and hoping they'll get all of their money back. You hit your highs and you hit your lows, but we're all about standing up and moving forward. Silicon Valley Congressman Ro Khanna says the collapse will affect thousands of people in his district. He released a statement saying that he is working to ensure that customers have access to the funds so startup employees are paid. He added, quote, we need to carefully monitor this so that this does not spread to other banks and be prepared to take comprehensive action if it does. San Francisco-based First Republic was among several other bank stocks that saw trading temporarily halted on Friday after their shares tumbled. The sell-off is mostly impacting regional lenders with highly specialized clients, including banks focused on cryptocurrency. However, the larger banks all ended higher yesterday after the initial slide. But the collapse did spook investors. The Dow closed down more than 300 points lower in Friday's trading. Trading. The meltdown has triggered memories of the 2008 financial collapse that involved mortgage-backed securities that collapsed in value from housing loan defaults. But analysts say the issue here seems to be more specific to Silicon Valley Bank and its ties to the tech industry's troubles. There have also been significant regulatory reforms since that last financial collapse. SVB doesn't only cater to tech clients, it's also the main bank for California wineries, according to the Chronicle. Now, this means that there are thousands of wineries that don't know when they will be able to access their money. Many of them exceeded the $250,000 deposit insured by the FDIC, so it's a waiting game to get their money if they can last long enough to see it out.